0: Good afternoon, folks, and welcome back once again to another edition of the Come Out of Her, My People show. I am your host, Mark Hall. This, of course, is the show where we talk about all the various aspects of that admonition from Revelation 18.4 that says, Come out of her, my people. Do not participate in her sins so that hopefully and prayerfully we do not partake of her plagues. Uh, I think it's been obvious again for quite a while that both the sins and at this point the plagues are becoming obvious. What I think is perhaps even more um, important, and this too I've talked about a number of times, so I'm just going to. Introduce the show today by kind of a a quick recap. There are so many threats, existential threats is the term you'll hear used. In other words, they literally affect the survival of the human race, whether we're talking about things like World War III or, um, well, the plans to produce it by any means necessary. Some of the big bogus things that uh, they'll tell you are existential threats that are not, like a non-existent man-made global warming, a.k.a. climate change. Now, there's uh, climate change going on, all right, and it may even be man-made, but it sure as hell isn't what they're telling you. It's not got to do with cow farts or you driving an SUV, or having an internal combustion engine, or not freezing to death in the wintertime because they cut off your natural gas supplies. No, it has to do with um, the sun, and it also has to do with geoengineering and a number of other things that they're lying to you about, too. There are also existential threats from the meltdown of the biggest debt bubble in human history. And, of course, let's not forget the COVID-19 pandemic, the various bioweapons, two and three part and follow ones still to come. Uh, what are being called by some um, papers and studies existential or um, extreme ELEs, uh, literally an event that has the potent- potential to uh, eliminate life and um well, we're seeing a number of those. So where I want to go today is um, essentially with uh, a couple stories that, uh, well, I want to illustrate, I guess, with a quote right off the top here from um, Robert A. Heinlein. Now, this is one of the few places where I'll start off with, a, uh, with an author that uh, I grew up with rather than maybe a Bible verse. We'll get to some of those in a minute. But uh, he famously said in the notebooks of Lazarus Long that stupidity is the only universal capital crime. He added that the sentence is death, there's no appeal, execution is carried out automatically and without pity. Uh, He was talking about certain kinds of stupid acts, but of course when it comes to uh, earth and uh, existential events... There's a, uh, there's a broader form of stupidity that's been important and been imposed upon people as well. That's kind of what I want to talk about today, because um, not only have we been warned in Scripture about certain things happening, and I think most of us are beginning to see that that is in fact the case, but there are also things that are going on that are just so, well, there's no other polite way to put it, incredibly stupid that uh, I have trouble believing that people would put up with this. Now, here was a story that came out late this afternoon, not at all surprising. Zbidenfuhrer, age 81 and senile beyond the competence of uh, anybody even to believe, uh, did not take a cognitive test during his recent White House physical because says, uh, karine Jean-Pierre, and she wouldn't be there if she wasn't uh, well. She's not very smart, but she is a good liar. Uh, no, I'm not. She's not a great liar. Uh, she basically tells it with a straight face. Nobody believes it. And she confirmed Wednesday that the Biden-Führer did not take a cognitive exam as part of his annual physical. And li- listen to this. Here's the quote that in- inspired me to talk about it. Otherwise, we'd go, oh, come on. His doctor, including the neurologist, do not believe that he needs one. And I got to say, well, that at least is true. They know the answer. Why ask the question if you already know that he's stupid, he's senile, he's incompetent? Or no, they're not going to take a test when he, when he would know, knowingly fail it. Uh, she said this. Folks need to understand that the president passes a cognitive test every day. Yeah, I guess that means when he doesn't walk into a wall or when he remembers his name. Uh, the fact that people believe this, folks, the fact that they think that you're stupid enough not to be able to recognize a senile codger when he uh, can't remember, uh, well, can't even read a teleprompter about half the time, tells you just how far gone things are. But wait a minute. Now, here's the story that really inspired me to talk a little bit about this on the show today. Letitia James, one of the several most evil Attorneys general or uh, DAs, take your pick. we got a whole bunch of Soros... Um so-called lawyers and law enforcement types in infesting offices all across the land. Of course, Kamala Harris, heels in the air herself, was one of the Soros DAs. that was first AG in California before she was elevated to the, uh, uh, well, on her back, I guess, as we all know, to get to the number two spot. There's a woman that can't possibly be considered anything other than mentally deficient, although she probably isn't quite as uh, senile as the, uh, as the Cretan in charge. Anyway, Letitia James is now seeking, says a piece from the Gateway Pundit, Reuters and others, to punish the world's largest producer of beef products. So get this. All right, you want to kill a whole lot of people, Pfizer and and, um, various uh, purveyors of the Zyklon B, uh, Anthony Fauci, that's fine. You can kill as many people as you want. We'll hide the data for you. We'll cover it up. Hey, let's give it to kids, too. How about if you want to poison the earth? Uh, Let's talk about genetically modified frankenfoods and Monsatan. Is she suing any of those for killing people and destroying the planet? Hell no. No, she wants to produce, she wants to sue somebody who is producing beef products because you peons aren't supposed to have cows because cows fart, don't you know? And if you're stupid enough to believe the BS they're telling you about man-made global warming or cow fart-made global warming, you might just put up with the other stuff they're going to do to you. She's waging a war on meatpacking giant JBS USA Foods Company seeking a huge civil fine. For every violation of what they laughably call state law, to uh, get this, quote, recoup ill-gotten gains from false sustainability claims. The beef industry, listen to this and ponder, the beef industry, she said, is one of the largest contributors to climate change. Full stop. If there is... um, Climate change is a result of global warming, folks. It's the BS that's being spewed into the atmosphere by people like her. Again, she isn't suing Pfizer. She's not suing Monsatan. I guess i got to ask a question. Why not sue some kind of a, like Colgate-Palmolive, because uh, they're heartening the tooth fairy. It's every bit as reasonable, and it's every bit as um, sustainable and provable as uh, the non-existent man-made global warming stuff. Uh, the point here, again, there is so much that's being fed to people. That they're just plain accepting without calling out BS when it's not only, uh, you know, falling upon their heads and being told that it's raining. You can't stand still for the stench of the crap that's being poured out upon people today. She said this in, a, uh, uh, in the explanation of how she's going to sue this evil company for producing food. Companies cannot deceive people about their impacts on our planet. Again, Uh, Unless your name is Pfizer, unless you're Monsatan, unless you're doing man-made global warming crap and producing uh, mountains of scientific BS. She said that the uh, Brazilian uh, USA food giant has no viable plan to reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2040, which is why they're going after them. Because they aren't buying into the BS, they don't have a plan to do something which is stupid. Oh, and get this, uh, their their goal, the goal of uh, reaching net zero was unfeasible. She said infeasible. Um, I don't, th- you know, <laughs> never mind. Uh, given the JBS plan to increase production, and you can't possibly do that. Yeah, uh, you know... <laughs> You can't possibly increase food production, folks, and, and meet their goals of killing off all these people and getting people to believe utter crap. There's there's no polite way to put this. This is the thing that I hope people can begin to, to kind of wrap their heads around and, and just understand the level of the deception, the level of the delusion that's going on here. I mentioned stupidity right up front. Uh, where I want to go next, I guess, is just a um, uh, one scripture quotation. Now, this is one of my favorites from Isaiah 66. It's a warning for our times if there ever was one. We're going to have some others in a minute here, but um, this is the chapter that is the end of the book of Isaiah. So if you forget where this is, it's really easy to find. Just turn to the last chapter of Isaiah and read what it says right up front. In verses 3 and 4, it says this. Um, just as these people, who is he talking about? Well, when you read the rest of it, it I think becomes pretty clear. Just as they, uh, Letitia, Karim, Biden, the uh, people that are pushing non existent man made global warming, yeah, just as they have chosen their own ways and their soul delights in their abominations so he says will i choose their delusions and bring their fears upon them now think about that a second that is the uh, that is the ostensible uh, title for today having to do with delusion and deception the creator of the universe says it gets so bad and i will suggest we're there you know we we scratch our heads we we shake our heads at the level of stupidity of a um, uh well Attorney General or or prosecutor in Atlanta, Fannie Willis, who basically says, I'm going to prosecute Trump for RICO violations, all the while I'm going to show you what real RICO violations look like. I'm going to violate the law. I'm going to hire the guy that I was boinking long before I put him in a position and paid him with um, taxpayer funds that weren't approved by the city council and so forth. Oh, yeah, then I'm going to lie about it on the stand, and I'm going to dare to say that we're going to prosecute somebody else for RICO violations. Racketeering. And now she's been caught, and the fact that she hasn't been kicked out of office yet, ridden out of town on a rail, and in an orange jumpsuit, tells you how crooked the system is. Back to the quote. Their soul delights in their abominations. Any questions? So will I choose their delusions and bring their fears upon them, because when I called, no one answered. When I spoke, they didn't hear, but instead it says, they did evil before my eyes and chose that in which I do not delight. Isn't that pretty much a summary of America 2024 and all this crap that people are being fed and putting up with? Our delusions, their delusions are being chosen. You can look at this stuff and you can ask yourself how, how much, how stupid do people have to be to listen to Letitia James or a Fannie Willis and not see through it? How many times do we – and the answer is a lot of people are waking up to it. That's part of the good news here. But again, the fact that so many are just plain putting up with it and they have been warned, I will choose their delusions, is I think the case that uh, I want to try to make. Let me me throw out a couple more elements here, just stories over the last week or two. Uh, Here's one as if we didn't know it. Uh, Bill Gates of Hell has funded all kinds of products for, uh, and uh, processes and um, vaccine research. And uh, the goal, of course, is human sterilization and mass genocide and reducing the planet's population. The latest uh, abomination, a gene-edited catastrophe in Brazil, where uh, Gates funded a plan to, re- to release Franken-mosquitoes. And essentially, they're going to release 5 billion mosquitoes through this UN program into Brazil. They say it would help lives. And basically, they're going to put these mosquitoes out there. They're going to be bioengineered to not carry. Well, I, there's a um, there's an issue with dengue fever. And um, they're going to release all these mosquitoes that are going to somehow or other not reproduce. Uh, but But they'll fix the problem. What did happen instead? Well, it's called the law of unintended consequences. Sometimes you'll hear it called an "aw shit." Pardons for those that are offended by language that is ever so apropos when it comes to describing the crap that's being foisted on people. Anyway, um, the amount of infection of dengue fever after the release of these bioengineered Franken mosquitoes was up fourfold. Oops. And then the, um, the various uh, echo uh, experts that uh, said, oh, this was an unintended consequence. It was alarming in the extreme. The, um, the mosquitoes that were supposed to have died out didn't. In fact, some of them survived. They have hybrid vigor in which the uh, gene-edited version has a more robust population, and eventually it's taken over the entire population. Not all of it yet, but it might get there. And uh, these new mosquitoes are more resistant to insecticides, too, so they are being called super mosquitoes they're sufficiently uh, robust to be able to reproduce in nature it's unclear say the experts how this has happened or how it may affect disease transmission what other words what other unintended consequences maybe intended consequences will come from this no it wasn't supposed to happen how could this be answer thank you bill gates Come on, folks, do we doubt for just a second that uh, there wasn't not only a realistic probability of this, given what uh, given what we know about nature and given what we know about bioengineering and even some of the uh, dystopian movies that we've seen. But all you got to do is just know the character of the people that are involved here, and you can say, huh, would you trust them to bioengineer mosquitoes and reproduce them and then put them in your environment? All right, here's another one. This is from the Epoch Times. Uh, rates of uh, immunosuppression in adults have doubled. Over recent years, what could it be? Now, some of the experts are saying it's COVID. No, it's the spike protein. Well, something, in other words, that happened in large measure has reduced the ability of people to fight off diseases uh, because of their immune system not performing up to snuff. It's called immunosuppression. Any, any questions, any guesses as to what might be involved there? All right, where I want to go next is a story that I think will help to uh, connect some of the dots here. And this is a um, this was a piece that came out of um, a source called Christians for Truth. And a research paper that's been published, they provide a link, uh, that shows how trusted Christian churches in the United States, you know what I call them, folks, because Scripture does, read Jeremiah 3, read Ezekiel 23, read the story, understand what happened to the lost ten tribes, and then you begin to realize, huh, This is what formed the basis of the so-called Christian church. You see the history of the church and how they um, basically got rid of the Torah and came up with a whole new religion that has nothing to do with Scripture and um, maybe a few vestiges, but ultimately, as Paul put it, they're preaching another Jesus, which we've not preached. Well, anyway, this is kind of the culmination of that. This research paper demonstrates that um, various so-called Christian churches, again, the whore church—that's the descendant of those lost ten tribes that fell into paganism and idolatry, idolatry—and they're still in exile. They took various government bribes, largely COVID relief grants and other um, filthy lucre. Cross my palm with silver, I'll bring my my, uh, my dumbed-down sheeple to you, and you can kill them. In exchange for pushing the deadly experimental, but they knew what was going to happen, and you know that now, even though they lied about it then, covid not vaccines on an unsuspecting set of congregations which led to the deaths and disabilities of untold thousands of people that call themselves believers. Imagine that. Uh, total worldwide, if you've heard the latest numbers, at least 17 million, probably 20 million, and again, those are changing by the day because... Dropped, dead, dead suddenly, died suddenly. Kids that weren't susceptible to the disease are nevertheless dying of heart attacks and strokes and myocarditis and pericarditis and turbo cancers and you name it. The death total, folks, is only increasing, and the immunosuppression continues, and it will result in all kinds of other deaths as well. Thank you, so-called church leaders, the horror church pastors. All right. Um, what if I told you, says the study here, that uh, powerful U.S. government officials, such as former director of NIH Francis Collins, Minoximo, and U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, use religion. They hoard out the preachers in an attempt to convince faith leaders to push the deadly Zyklon B injections. A deep dive into an organization called Faiths for Vaccines, a founding member of the HHS vaccine propaganda machine, has revealed just that. And they go on to say, uh, you know, we we knew that there was a lot of chicanery going on, but what really surprised us, as we dug deeper, was the extent to which faith leaders, boy, that term really irritates me when you think about it, were pursued to push the COVID-19, 84, not vaccines, and the inappropriate, if not outright unconstitutional, and it was... Manner in which Big Brother's officials persuaded these so-called faith leaders to push the Zyklon B shots. At uh, 86 founding members, the faith leaders included a whole bunch of the whore churches, and I'm going to use that terminology because it's apropos, scripture does, including a variety of religions, including but not limited to. Here's a list of just a few. The American Baptist Church, Catholic Charities USA, the Episcopal Church, the National Association of Evangelicals, Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of America, New York Jewish Agenda, to name just a few. Many of these organizations got federal fiat bucks during the pandemic and they took the form of outright grants or forgivable loans that spanned the uh, the years of the uh, pushing the pandemic. Um, there's some really nasty stuff in here. I want to spend just a minute or two talking about some elements of it, because if there's anything that ought to uh, kind of alert us to the danger of, well, the deception, the delusion, because they chose that in which I do not delight, I'll bring their fears upon them. Listen to this. NIH Director Francis Collins, he was called Reverend Doctor, would address hundreds of faith leaders across the nation claiming that the COVID-19, not vaccines, were God's literal, and I'm quoting, answer to prayer. And he urged faith leaders to believe that pushing those shots was a, quote, love your neighbor moment. Yeah, love your neighbor to death moment now when you say uh they're they're saying it's god's answer to prayer i will suggest it's obvious in hindsight but we knew it then if we've been paying attention they were praying to the wrong god and we now know which one it was he comes but to steal to kill and destroy i think we get the picture here Collins admonished the faith leaders not to believe the quote-unquote conspiracy theories about possible side effects. No, no, we haven't tested it. We don't know what the long-term effects are. But what we do know is that it can't possibly cause a problem, and we're going to use you as human guinea pigs. Well, wait a minute. Turns out they did know. They had the data. The data said this stuff is deadly and damnable, and so we're going to lie about it, hide it for 75 years. And they tried. They tried. But the number of deaths basically just exceeded any rational belief. Turns out that the number of people that were killed from the shots early on exceeded any other vaccine in history, in the history of the United States, and indeed by now has surpassed any other so-called medicine, period. It is unbelievable. Well, wait a minute. No, it's not. It's very believable if you understand that what they're doing is um, believing the lie, the great delusion. And the creator of the universe has promised that this is what would happen. They'd bring their fears. He would allow their fears to be brought upon them. In the spring of 2021, when the vaccine uptake had leveled off, people were starting to realize it'd been duped. Faith leaders seemed to believe to be the Biden furious answer to getting hesitant Americans vaccinated. Well, injected anyway. Because they had untapped potential, I'm quoting here, to convince vaccine hesitant Americans to take their shots. Um, because they could even be persuaded that taking the poison poke was a moral obligation owed to others. These are the trusted faith leaders, you know, and there's a whole lot of stuff here. You get the picture. Again, I will use the appropriate term, folks. When somebody basically takes money to do something which the creator of the universe says is, well, not something you ought to be doing, the term is whore or harlot if you prefer the old uh, English terminology, but you get the picture. And this applies both to doctors and faith leaders, all of which we're telling you, for the very same reason, cross my palm with silver, to uh, take the Zyklon B, uh, there's more on this um, faith for vaccines. A multi-faith group, blah-de-blah, was um, about uh, pr- producing um, and inculcating faith-based institutions, especially houses of worship, to engage and support the United States government, Actun in its efforts to increase vaccination rates and combat vaccine hesitancy. You're hesitant if you have half a brain. And um, they wanted to... Um, Get the faith communities to demonstrate their trust in the vaccine. And to hell with the God of the Bible, right? We trust the vaccine. Um, At the directors, um, the NIH director at the summit, the National Summit of Faith for Vaccines, along with the Surgeon General and uh, then uh, uh, White House COVID-19 Response Coordinator and others, even claimed that the vaccines were provided by God. Well, their God anyway. Here's another one. Uh, However, when religious doctrine and the sacredness of one's faith tradition are wielded with misleading information, said the study, to push a risky, to put it mildly, experimental biomedical government agenda, i.e. genocide, this shocks the conscience. Gee, do you think? When available... And here's the thing that really, 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 well, it still does, folks. It uh, pisses me off, quite frankly, because they lied about faith and reliable and um, inexpensive alternatives. First, hydroxychloroquine, then later, ivermectin and others. Potentially life-saving medications that had a long history and minimal side effects and basically would have short-circuited the claim that there is a medical emergency here and a national crisis that we have to break all the laws to get people poison-poked. In other words, if the truth had come out about the alternatives, they wouldn't have been able to push this crap into people's bloodstreams and kill as many as they were able to get away with. So these these life-saving medications had excellent safety profiles. They were withheld. ...in order to further the government's biomedical agenda, which of course defies ethical bounds and um, ultimately... Yeah, what it used to be called back when we cared about it, informed consent, the Nuremberg Convention, things that uh, a bunch of Nazis after the war were hanged for, and that a a bunch of other Nazis like Collins and Fauci and um, other NIH and uh, and so forth, CDC officials, so-called doctors and now faith leaders, should have been tried, convicted, and, um, well, if we still had capital punishment Executed for. This is, in fact, a crime against humanity. Where have we heard that term before? And furthermore, government officials, it says, who claim to know God's position on the issue of COVID 19 and the vaccine failed to consider or even allow open debate. They claimed that their vaccine theology was the correct interpretation, and any faith leaders who dared to disagree were running against God. Trouble is, it's the wrong God, of course. And that takes us to the break, folks. We'll be right back. Laugh like about it, shout about it. When you've got to choose, every way you look at it, you lose. Where have you gone, Joe the Maggio? Our nation turns its lonely eyes to you. Ooh. what's that you The sister Mrs. Robinson? Joe to Joe has left and gone away. Wonder, I can think it all. And my lack of education hasn't hurt me. None. I can read the writing on the wall. Hold all right, folks, we are back. This is the Come out of her, my people show, second segment for today. And, um, I'll let you in today at this point on the, uh, the title for this show. Uh, let's call it, is it Deception, Delusion? or falling away that we're seeing, or maybe a combination of all of the above. Uh, and I think when we talk about various elements of Scripture, all of this will uh, will start to make sense as well. As we went to break, I was talking about one element of, um, well, a contrast, I guess, between those that follow the Bible, the actual written word, and those that, uh, well, follow fiat. They follow Big Brother. They have the Romans 13 government-inspired version as the uh, ultimate scripture. And it boils down to when Big Brother says, jump, you say how high? Cross my palm with silver. Hey, I got some parishioners here that are just gullible enough that if you give me enough money and pay for my Gulfstream 4, I'll make sure that they take the poison poke and die. How's that? Um, Am I being too kind? Probably, because ultimately, folks, there are people who um, blow the shofar and there are those who blow the uh, pied, piper's whistle and uh, call people to death. And that is whether we like it or not, whether, then they, whether they claimed at the time that they knew it or they were just too stupid for words, didn't really care what the Bible said. Actually, that's been obvious for a while. Ultimately, they're still culpable because they weren't listening when i called no one answered is the way uh the uh, the scripture puts it they chose that in which I do not delight. I read that during the first segment. As we went to break, I was talking about this um, this article from Christians for Truth about a um, another abomination, yet another public-private partnership, Faith for Vaccines, associated with Health and Human Services, and the traitors like uh, Francis Collins and others that were um, going out and literally paying pastors, buying off congregations, so that they would. Well, the pastors would whore themselves out, and the congregations would line up to take the Zyklon B. Uh, I guess they probably did the same thing, if you think about it, back in, uh, in World War II. Get your Zyklon B injections, or line up and go into the showers here. Ultimately, it's the same kind of a thing. It's just that the modern version takes a little while longer before people die. Okay, as we went to break, I was talking about how faith leaders implied that any um, I'm sorry, well, some faith leaders were, were drinking the Kool-Aid, and Big Brother implied that any faith leaders that listened to the Scripture and expressed any skepticism about the gift from Big Brother's God um, had an incorrect understanding of the real God. If they had hesitancy about vaccines, uh, they were uneducated, inferior, and they were believing in conspiracy theories, said Collins, or misinformations and myths, uh, myths like, you know, the Bible, says Murthy. Now, here's the uh, the summary. It is incontrovertible that mRNA injections have been associated with, yeah, you name it, folks, serious injuries, lots and lots of death. Again, uh, 17 million worldwide, probably a lot more. 20 million, I think, is a more reasonable estimate. And remember, those numbers are going up daily because people still continue to die suddenly. Um, at least more and more are realizing, no, I've had three, four, five, six of these uh, two and done shots. Maybe I better quit doing this to my immune system. Maybe since I've survived thus far, I better quit while I'm not as far ahead as I should have been. As one example, a scientific database created by React 1928, an organization assisting in COVID um, vaccine injured individuals who've been abandoned by Big Brother um, after they were assured that the shots were, right, you know the words, safe and effective. They documented almost 4,000 peer-reviewed case reports of serious adverse events. Hey, we've heard this story over and over and over again. You know about bears. You know about the underreporting. You know about all kinds of elements. But what was uh, disgusting to me in particular was how they took Scripture out of context and tried to use this to push the poison on the gullible. Um, They used biblical-sounding words, said the study, to give the appearance of virtuousness or righteousness, and both... um, Collins and others pursued this um, uh, propaganda technique. Here's one of them. Paraphrasing Deuteronomy 26.8, the Lord took us out of a narrow place and with a strong hand and an outstretched arm. Well, what that means is the narrow place is COVID. The strong hand refers to the hand holding the syringe. Are you believing this crap? An outstretched arm is the arm receiving the vaccine. So the Bible's message is clear. Go forth and be vaccinated that ye may live. Good grief. Okay. Uh, ho- hopefully, again, you get the picture. the um, The issue here is I marvel, but really not, at the level of gullibility, at the level of deception, at the fact that people have been so deluded as to believe this stuff. Remember, during the first segment, I mentioned uh, the the two um, prosecutors for the Almighty State, Letitia James and Fannie Willis, uh, criminals all, utterly utterly, uh, people without shame, I guess is the, is the best way to put it. Yeah, they're criminals. Yeah, they're executing criminal activities. Yeah, they tell you they're all for uh, doing the right thing. And yet what are they doing? They're persecuting companies and individuals that are trying to do the right thing while pushing an agenda which is not just false. It is demonstrably not only false, but an extinction-level event, Possibly world-ending, an existential kind of a crisis if they're able to destroy, what, the world's energy infrastructure and get people to freeze to death, to destroy their ability to farm and to produce crops, and we have widespread famine? It's exactly what we're talking about here. And the level of the delusion, the level of the deception is, again, what, um, what strikes me about all of this. All right, let me then go to another place where we see this idea of a delusion. As a matter of fact, you may recognize the terminology, strong delusion. This is a second letter that was written by Shaul, a.k.a. Paul, to the people in Thessalonica, uh, second Thessalonians in other words. And it says this, now as you know, I'm going to change some of the words from the Greek-inspired things to the things that Paul would have actually written, being a native Hebrew and Aramaic speaker, a man who knew and literally had memorized the entire Torah. He said this, now brethren, concerning the coming of our Mashiach, Yahushua, and our gathering together to him, we ask you, um, not... To be sown, not to be soon shaken. In other words, we ask you don't be soon shaken, either in mind or be troubled, either by uh, spirit or by word or by letter. In other words, don't let Francis Collins convince you to take the Zyklon B, among other things. Uh, As if it came from us, as though the day of the Messiah had come. Let no one deceive you by any means. And remember, and I've, I've mentioned this frequently, Matthew 24. See that you're not deceived. Yeshua says it over and over again. That day will not come, he says, unless... This falling away comes first, and the man of sin or perdition be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. Well, wait a minute. Didn't we just see that with the faith leaders? The God that gives you the mighty vaccine. Is that the God of the Bible? The one that says the life is in the blood? So put this in your arm and be a guinea pig for God? Or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember when I was still with you? I told you all these things. And now, now you know that what is restraining, well, that he may be revealed in his own time. Now, listen to this. And here's where I think we're building to the climax. And I hope this will resonate in the context of the times. Remember, I told you all these things. For the mystery of Torahlessness, lawlessness. Remember, they'll tell you the Old Testament, everything there, the Torah, it's all done away with, right? Nailed to the cross. It's a lie. It is an utter lie from the pit of hell, and if you want to prove that, just go to the very first public address that Yeshua ever gave on the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5. One of the very first things he said was, hey, I'm not coming to change not one yoder tittle, not the tiniest part of the Torah or the prophets, so long as heaven and earth still exist and until all is fulfilled. Well, if you think he's coming back, folks... All is not yet fulfilled. Now is it? Back to this mystery of Torahlessness. What are they saying? It's done away with, nailed to the cross. It's a lie. They call him a liar, and yet they still claim that they follow him. Maybe that's why he says, many in that day will say to me, Lord, Lord, then we do all these things in your, neighbor and I, in your name, and I'll say, get away from me. You who are without uh, law, you who are Torahless, I never knew you. Talking about the very same thing here. Only he who is now restraining will do so until he is taken out of the way. All right, at that point it says this lawless one will be revealed, whom Yahuwah will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Most of us have heard this and we think, okay, uh, this sounds like a really wonderful and interesting time. Uh, I can't help but think one of the things that... uh, Each, uh, well, each month, uh, every time I go back and and reread these things and look at these scriptures or go through the Torah again, I see more and more elements that might have been a little bit um, fuzzy or vague, or maybe we saw them through a glass darkly a year or two years ago, and they get more and more clear. The lawlessness will be revealed. Aren't we seeing that? Aren't we seeing the people that are telling you to take the Zyklon B injection? Aren't we seeing the people that are telling you cow farts are the real problem? Your breathing is a real problem. We've got to stop you from breathing. Your breathing is, is not only that. It's a function of the fact that you're alive. We don't want you to have natural gas. We don't want you to have electricity. We might want you to have an EV so that you can't charge it when the power grid goes down. But all of these things basically are moving in the same direction. It is about a massive, coordinated plan he comes but to steal, kill, and destroy by the prince of this world to kill as many people as possible. And he's got all kinds of little acolytes in and out of government and, of course, in the public-private partners. The coming of this lawless one is according to the working of Hasitan, the adversary, Satan, the bad guy, with all power signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous, again, anti-Torah deception. And what does that mean? They don't want you to understand truth. They want you to believe the lie. Torah is his instruction. They're telling you it's done away with. It's a lie. Furthermore, if it does mean law, and I will contend that the word Torah in Hebrew means a lot more than law, as you know, it includes law, statutes, and judgments, commandments. It includes things like parables. That's how Yeshua taught. It includes understandings that there's a difference between laws that a physicist would understand, like the second law of thermodynamics and the law of gravity. By the way, those haven't been changed either. Have you noticed? And other things that um, ultimately are just plain laws of men. They're not his. Maybe they're even in opposition to his. So, the working of Satan, the lawless one, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception. Now, here is where the rubber meets the road. Listen to this. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, die, croak, kick the bucket. Why? Because they took the Zyklon B? Because they weren't prepared? Because they starved to death? They froze to death? Or because they just simply were in the wrong place at the wrong time because they wouldn't listen? They perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Ultimately, I think that's probably the point for today. Uh, It's not a point that hasn't been made before, but when we look at all of the things, and again, I outlined them in the first half of the show, all of the things that represent this delusion, this unrighteous, Failure to love the truth, to believe an incredible, uh, unbelievable, it's such a big lie that the mind boggles that people would believe this crap that Letitia James is pushing. That they want, to, they, they want to sue a beef producer, but not somebody who's producing frankenfoods and wants you to eat bugs and take Cyclone B. Oh yeah, and poison your GMO'd crops with their Roundup. Come on! So what's the result, he says? They didn't receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, Elohim, the real God, not the one that Collins and Fauci at all are worshiping and are high priests for, he will send them strong delusion that they will believe the lie and that they might all be condemned who did not believe the truth but instead had pleasure in Torahlessness, in unrighteousness. I mean, doesn't that just describe the whore church to a T? It's the reason why the whore church is still in uh, exile, has never returned to him. No doubt about it. That is, in fact, uh, once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's it's hard to deny. But in so many cases, there is so much about this that um I'm hoping, praying, that as people will think about it, will begin to see it, That not only will they reject, for example, the next Zyklon B shots, and here's the good news, right? You've seen this. The uptake, the people that are willing to take their seventh, their eighth, their tenth Zyklon B injection has gone down and down. Now, what does that mean? Let's not kid ourselves. What that means is that when they roll out the next one and they're already telegraphing the moves, they've already got WHO and the UN saying this next time we need to be able to mandate it. We need to be able to really crack the whip and drop the hammer on those vaccine deniers and all those people who didn't believe our fake God. We'll fix them. We'll show them. We're going to prevent them from buying or selling. From going in the car, getting on a plane, leaving the country, going to church and hearing, well, maybe we may let them go to church as long as it's a licensed church that will preach, go take the poison poke. Maybe we'll give it to you at the door so you can come on in. Here's some more crap. In other words, once you begin to see it, you can recognize the uh, the level of the lie. You can even kind of uh, – well, I think it's obvious. You can predict what they're going to do next and how they're going to do it. You know that um, if the Supreme Court doesn't rule like the way they're supposed to and they've got their their blackmailed individuals there with respect to the, uh, the, the Trump case that's now being heard where a Biden can do it and he wasn't even a president, didn't have declassification authority, but Trump can't even though he did. How many lies do they expect people to believe? Well, if they don't believe, then what we can see, what we will expect to happen is to up the ante. So we're seeing all of that. Again, that's why I think these stories, the Letitia James stories, the Fannie Willis stories are also important as far as just testing the limits of what people will believe, will sit through, will stomach. How much, how gullible are they? And um, while I'm at it, I'm going to throw out one more element because I think this is true. Also remember, one of the things that we can expect to see here, economic meltdown. The Biden inflation is already baked into the cake. Uh, the Federal Reserve and the bureaus of lying statistics are lying about the numbers. They're understating inflation because if they understate inflation, they can make growth, which is non-existent, look better because what is apparent, apparently growth is really just inflation masquerading as higher prices. And, oh, isn't it wonderful how much more stuff we're selling, even though when all is said and done, people have less than they used to. They have less food for sure. Uh, there was a story today that came out about a um, – a Canada Pension Plan Investment Board that has just showed, uh, has just sold a property in New York City, a Manhattan office tower, and their share for one thin fiat buck one buck. They wanted to get out uh, from under Now, what's recently happened in New York that might give uh, commercial real estate investors pause? Answer, you'd have to be a damn fool, and this is what Martin Armstrong said, to invest in New York City because there's no rule of law. If they can steal Trump's stuff, why can't they steal yours? Answer, no reason at all. If you're not a good little slave, take it, and they've just telegraphed it to you. They intend to do it. They've got their corrupt judges. They've got their corrupt governors. They've got their Letitia James. They'll steal it right from that and you won't be able to say anything about it. And so what did Martin Armstrong suggest? Hey, last one out of Manhattan, turn off the lights. Eventually, property in Manhattan will go no bid. Who wants it? You don't own it. They're going to steal it. So better get out while they get getting good. Well, what we saw is now a property has changed hands for a buck And it's not like um, office buildings and vacancy rates haven't been increasing anyway, and rent has fallen and return has fallen, because people are saying, well, this is no good. But now they know not only is it no good, not only is it not going to get any better, they're going to just steal it anyway. So get out. Again, everything we're talking about here represents this level of deception, the level of delusion. But um, the element that, that Paul pointed out as well is this great falling away. And I want to try to make sure we put all these pieces together. Uh, what is uh I have an opinion. Okay, this will be markology. In other words, my take as to what this great falling away might look like. We've laid out some of the elements of it. Uh, I can't help but think if people start to realize that, hey, my so-called faith leader, he's a liar and the truth is not in him. He's been telling me, believe the lie. He's been telling me that Jesus did away with the law. Well, guess what? Paul told me that's another Jesus whom we've not preached. I shouldn't believe it. He's calling the creator of the universe and his risen son a liar. Why would I want to believe that? Maybe I should believe him, what he said. So once they begin to figure it out, then what happens? Well, people are going to say, huh, I was supposed to be beamed up before this got really bad. Instead, my family and a lot of people that I know and care about, they're all dead from the Zyklon B. And I don't feel so hot myself. Do you think it's just possible that might result in the uh, great falling away that Paul is writing about here as people realize they've been lied to and that the whore church is no place to find God? Well, it's a different God anyway. Another one, another Jesus. So many elements that are coming together. And the good news is that there are more and more people that have everything we need. And it's. Um, I think it's our job, it's incumbent upon us to blow the shofar, let them know so that they can understand and see what it is that they need to be seeing in such a time as this, as they begin to think about coming out and being separate. Hey, why don't I return to his instruction as written? Why don't I see what he said about marriage? Why don't I see what he said about food? Why don't I see what he said about Sabbath? You know, we're coming up on Passover and a spring feast. Maybe, since he said to keep it forever throughout your generations and all your dwelling places, just maybe... There's something there that uh, I haven't been told about. Matter of fact, I've probably been lied to about. So the more we recognize it, the more we are able to come out and avoid the deception, the delusion, and, yeah, at least um, maybe be on the right side of the great falling away. So here's the element of the great falling away that I want to emphasize. I think there are going to be two reactions among so-called Christians who realize they have inherited lies. Things when there is no, no truth, no profit. One reaction, they shake their fist at God when they realize they've been killed and that their body has been destroyed and their immune system has been destroyed and their kids have been killed and had their little genitalia cut off before they even knew what they were for because they failed to walk in obedience. What do they do? They shake their fist at God and do exactly what Paul says. They die in their deception, in their delusion. The strong delusion overtakes them. Well, there's another option, another possible course of action, too, right? The great falling away from the whore church are those that say, all right, I'm coming out of the whore church. I'm going to return to the Creator. Go to the one that brought me to the party here. Return to the Word, the Torah, the instruction as written. Study to show yourself approved. Come out and be separate. Touch not the unclean thing. Recognize all of that. So, again, this great falling away is in progress, I believe, and it will have one of two effects. Some, probably the majority, because it's always a remnant that gets it right. The majority will shake their fist at God and go to their graves in anger and bitterness that they didn't get beamed up when they were supposed to with the um, (laughs) crap fest. Known as the rapture, the crapture. If you heard that terminology, um, don't worry. You'll be beamed up here before there's a problem. If you go back and look at Scripture again, read Matthew 24 and see the parallels that Yeshua makes. I think it's obvious. Uh, it's the the ones that are left behind are folks like Noah. Noah was left behind. The bad guys were taken, and uh, that's not the the, the message you're going to hear in most of the the whore church. All right. Well, as we wrap it up today. I want to return to that first warning, and this is essentially very similar to what Paul was saying in that second letter to the Thessalonians. Um, again, just as they've chosen their own ways, whether it's the whore church or those that are pushing another Jesus, another God, a big brother, a fake God, just as they've chosen their own ways and their soul delights in their abominations. Oh, they're just loving their pride and all of the crap that they push on you. And they, uh, they, they get thrilled when they kill lots of people and get away with it. So he says, well, I choose their delusions and bring their fears upon them. Because when I called, no one answered. When I spoke, they did not hear. But they did evil before my eyes, and they chose that in which I do not delight. Now, here is the positive good news for the rest of us. Hear the word of Yahuwah. You, it says, who tremble at his word, your brethren who hated you, who cast you out for my name's sake, in other words, that name that they removed from the Bible because you're not allowed to know it, besides which they'll say it's L-O-R-D and it's another God anyway. They said, let the Lord be glorified that we may see your joy. They'll be ashamed. Alright, there's a voice from the temple, the voice of Yahuwah, who fully repays his enemies. And some prophetic elements of how that looks, and we don't have time to go into all of that, but I will point it out that it says this, Thus says Yahuwah, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Goyim, the nations, some rendering say Gentiles, and that would be pagans, but at this point, uh, these are people that are returning to their roots, probably among the lost tribes, like a flowing stream. Then you shall feed. On her side you'll be carried and be dandled on her knees as one whom his mother comforts so will I comfort you he says and um, you'll be comforted in uh, in the land in Jerusalem. when you see this your heart will rejoice and all these good things will happen and uh, this is interesting it's kind of one more warning to the um, to those that will deny the fact that his word is what he says it is and try to get you to believe that um No, no, that's all done away with. Uh, Lawlessness, the narrative, will abound. Those who sanctify themselves and purify themselves go to the gardens after an idol in the midst. They got their bunnies and their eggs coming up here real soon. They're lent. Eating swine's flesh, the abomination and the mouse shall be consumed together, says Yahuwah. So again, when people tell you, oh, no, you take your Zyklon B and make sure you have your pork sandwich along with it because we only want what's best for you. Recognize, folks, that there's a big lie here. There are so many elements of the big lie that it's almost hard to wrap your head around just how thick it's gotten. But ultimately, again, and this is the good news, once you begin to see it, once you begin to come out of it, and you look back and you say, how could I have ever been so deluded, so deceived? And maybe now we know. Shabbat shalom, and may Yahuwah bless you and yours.